Hi everyone, today I'm joined with Jalapa Jaktiani, who is a Senior Economic Advisor and Economist at the Federal Reserve Philadelphia. Hi Jalapa. Hi Bella, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. Um, so just to get started, a brief introduction about yourself. What is your current role exactly and how did you start working in it? Yeah, so as you said, I'm a Senior Economic Advisor and Economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia. Uh, I started with the Philadelphia uh, system, Federal Reserve system in uh, quite a while back in 1998. And prior to that, I was a finance professor. Uh, so I was teaching in New York City and our family moved to Chicago. And that's when I started uh, uh, joining uh, Chicago Fed. That was in 1998. And uh, my role there was really, uh, I was in banking supervision department and I was, uh, financial uh, economists doing research and policy work that's related to banking supervision. And uh, then again, my family <laughs> moved to uh, Kansas City. And so I actually was happy to join Kansas City Fed. And uh, my role there was uh, slightly also with the supervision when I, when I first joined and uh, doing similar work uh, research policy work, banking supervision related with policy implications. Uh, and, and then I moved uh, to the research department. My research at Kansas City Fed was focusing on uh, how, uh, how we could use market data in banking supervision and the roles of uh, safety and soundness and too big to fail on financial stability. I, I did some research that has been uh, widely read on too big to fail uh, subsidies. And also I was a Basel uh, expert that uh, uh, got to brief our president at that time, Tom Harnick, Kansas City Fed um, regularly on the, the uh, Basel risk-based capital requirement that it was new at that time. And now we have Basel three, of course. And, uh, and then I moved to Philadelphia with the family and joined Philadelphia Fed. This is our, uh, my third Fed, uh, started in 2008. Uh, and my role actually changed quite a bit uh, at Philadelphia Fed because uh, uh, we focus on consumer credit and retail. And so I started uh, actually going on bank exam for the first time, reviewing uh, Basel models at the largest banks. Uh, in the US uh, and focusing on the retail portfolio, mortgage, home equity, credit card, but basically reviewing that, uh, being on the Basel qualification team, reviewing their uh, model and to approve their uh, readiness to, apply, to, to implement Basel rules, um, basically. And uh, long story, <laughs> uh, so after Basel uh, 2, then we had this financial crisis. So actually uh, US banks didn't really implement the Basel rules um, at that time when we had, uh, because the banks didn't, didn't exist uh, parallel run yet. And then we had this financial crisis and then the Dodd-Frank Act came. So uh, it turns out that banks were, the focus was really more shifted from Basel to CCAR at that time after the, uh, because of Dot Frank, and so I was uh, one of the uh, leading uh, lead uh, modeling team uh, to uh, basically to to predict losses, uh, stress losses on the C car 
for a retail portfolio, focusing on home equity portfolio at that time. Yeah, so, uh, and then uh, since then, and since CCAR became, you know, more, it has been a while, so it has been quite a settle, the models are pretty much settled. Uh, then FinTech came along. So uh, starting around 2012, I have been much more involved on FinTech and related issues. I've written research and policy uh, work and organizing events related to FinTech. So that's kind of my story at the Fed. Very interesting story. And I think it's interesting how all the different kind of roles that you've had and all the research that you've done and all your work. Would you say that currently the role is more FinTech, RegTech or SoupTech oriented? It is actually, these are all related, right? Uh, I think because uh, so, my research on fintech, when I say fintech, fintech is a very broad term. So it could include uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies and everything. Uh, the focus uh, on my, for my research, I focus on more supervision related and how it competes with the banking sector. Uh, so uh, focus on how uh, lenders could use complex modeling and artificial intelligence, um, machine learning, AI, ML, and more data to, um, as a tool to, to identify consumers that deserve to get credit, but uh, they have been excluded, excluded in the current system because uh, they don't have good FICO score. So uh, that's kind of, uh, that's, but it's also related to subtech and FinTech, RegTech, because all this, uh, we need to evaluate if the model actually is very complex, good data, non-traditional data, but is it fair to consumers? Is it causing uh, more bias against certain groups of uh, consumers? Uh, and also with a lot of data being collected and shared, uh, uh, we also as regulators are concerned about consumer uh, protection and privacy. Uh, so I think these are all related. And so uh, at the Fed, we are not only doing research and trying to promote uh, credit access and use of uh, complex modeling and alternative data, but uh, we have to be also uh, make, have to iterate off. We have to make sure that all these innovations uh, would not uh, uh, cause harm to consumers. And so we are working on different guidance on that. Yes. That's all very interesting. Um, and kind of a little bit more about you. What is your background in your education and how do you think this relates to your role specifically to the research that you've done? So my background, I, um, I have I have a PhD in finance. Uh, I was fortunate to, uh, to be selected um, by the Rockefeller Foundation uh, when I graduated from uh, my uh, um, from Bangkok uh, to come to the US to study. Uh, I did my MBA in finance and a PhD in finance. So the modeling background and everything uh, that I have done at the in the during the PhD program did help a lot in uh, complex modeling, understanding how fintech uh, model and coding could be used and could improve, uh, you know, all this digitizing, all this uh, process and enhancing uh, consumer access to credit. So yes, uh, my background in finance and economics have been very helpful that way. 
But uh, I, we also have to keep in mind that everything that we learn from school, it's, uh, it was a long time ago and we all, it just gave us a good background, good foundation to keep learning, to keep uh, basically to keep up with what's going on because uh, technology keeps changing, uh, new advanced modeling uh, becomes available, new tools are uh, available, uh, better, it keeps getting better. So we just have to keep getting updated on our own. But with the background, yes, uh, I was fortunate to, uh, to have chosen the, uh, the right field that uh, it, it's a, a perfect fit to be, uh, to be doing FinTech, SubTech and RegTech uh, now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially with all of the current situation regarding the pandemic, I think in all the shift just to a more technological oriented world, I think it's very important to, you know, kind of keep learning about everything. Um, kind of moving into a little bit of a different topic. Do you think there's a diversity problem in the industry, anecdotally speaking? Uh, so my own view uh, is that, that diversity has now become, has become a buzzword, right? And so it is a really actually very broad term. It could mean different things for different people. And it depends on uh, the, what we are talking about. So some industry um, basically focus on having good ratio of uh, women and minority in the workplace. And that may be considered uh, well diversity, uh, good diversity uh, in the appearance. But I think it's, uh, if you go a little bit deeper, uh, that's probably not enough, right? Because uh, industry that hired diversity, uh, that may appear very diverse, uh, hired a lot of women and minority. It's important to keep in mind that uh, more deeply, uh, we need to think about the pay as well, equal pay, equal treatment. Are minorities and women being heard? Are their voice being heard? How how does it work in the in the meeting in the boardroom? I think that's also uh, an important uh, question to uh, to look at, not just the ratio of uh, minorities in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And would you say that the lack of diversity that you've seen and just the gender bias has affected your actions throughout your career, maybe consciously or subconsciously? Fortunately, uh, no, uh, I have been lucky to be with the Federal Reserve and uh, we, 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 I have been working with incredible women uh, and uh, we at the Fed, Janet Yellen was the first uh, female Fed chair, as you, we all know, and now she has become the first female treasury secretary in the US. Now, um, among all the 12, Reserve uh, district, 12 reserve banks, three of the 12 are uh, presidents, Fed presidents are female. And that's uh, Cleveland Fed, Kansas City Fed, and San Francisco Fed. Now, in terms of uh, minority, besides uh, female presidents, two of the 12 uh, presidents also are publicly known to be uh, uh, LGBT. So, uh, so I think we are. There's no lack of diversity, I guess, in the in the Federal Reserve system. And at the Philippines, uh, interestingly, we have uh, a lot of female executives, uh, chief of staff, the CFO, the general counsel, 
the head of HR and our head of public affairs, they are all female. So I think it's very interesting that, yes, uh, although in general, uh, we might see uh, overall, we have uh, less female economists, for example, and less female executives in the US, but at the, at the Fed, we seem to be okay. And, um, and during the, for my own, from my own experience when I was in the PhD program, I noticed that, yes, uh, there was, that we had only two female PhD students at NYU Stern at that time, uh, Annie and myself, and we, uh, I came from the Rockefeller uh, Foundation and Annie was with the uh, Fulbright Foundation. And so, uh, and we, we had a lot of guys in the program, but we learned to actually work together and support each other. Uh, so uh, it all worked out. Uh, I didn't feel that I was mistreated because uh, we, we all each take turn to, uh, to be in trouble in the PhD program and we were just leaning on each other. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, I think that's also incredible how you mentioned regarding the managerial positions that women hold within the Federal Reserve System. I think that's really incredible. Um, and yeah, I think especially in the school system, I mean, I've seen in my classes, I have a lot of male classmates and even then we're able to, you know, work together because we're all, you know, in the same position and working towards the same goal. I think that kind of goes on to the importance of diversity. And I think the next question is just why is diversity important in your opinion? And I think especially within the finance and technology field. Yes, so overall, I think it is always better to have diverse views and opinions. Uh, and so we could come up with better decision and particularly for FinTech because FinTech is a new financial innovation. It represents a new way of doing things in, the, uh, in finance and in banking. And so I think this is a great opportunity for women and minority to actually start inserting ourselves more fully into this new financial landscape. And as the technology keeps evolving, um, you know, as you know, things keep changing. Uh, having diverse viewpoint from female and minorities could be very helpful in, uh, in developing and applying this FinTech in, um, it would be a better way forward for everyone. And so we are now in a long journey towards this fully digital lifestyle. So, and women plays a big role and, uh, and uh, this could be uh, contribute equally. We, we could contribute more equally in the FinTech space going forward. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And would you say that there's any type of association that you've seen in your experiences between women and their skill sets as it pertains to you know, different roles, whether that be like administrative roles or more quantitative roles? Have you seen any type of correlation in that regard? Uh, interestingly, well, traditionally we, we have seen that uh, women may be uh, better at arts and uh, male may be better at science and mathematics, but now actually new statistics shows that uh, female uh, girls are better at coding. And now with the new, new landscape, I think we would probably see more and more female going, doing a comp sci and more engineering now also I have been seeing. So I think, uh, yes, things are changing. And uh, so I think we would likely see more female uh, in economics and also comp sci and FinTech going forward. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, in your opinion, Jalapa, are there any steps that you think that we can take as you know a generation to kind of minimize the gap that you've seen, whether that you know be a culture change within companies or mentorship programs being implemented or just any kind of other changes that you think can be made? Yes, I think there are steps that we can take together to minimize this gap. Uh, so I think as a human being, uh, we could practice thinking longer term and uh, more broadly, putting ourselves in others' uh, situation. For example, we could start caring more about uh, people around us. So we, know, we, we all know that the guys do care about their mother and their sister and the family. So if we can start thinking more broadly, expanding that circle to include more people, friends, roommates, classmates, workplace, local community, I think the, the everything will change. So it will be a lot easier uh, for people to start accepting different viewpoints and more balanced viewpoints and thinking more longer term and tending to, uh, so I think, Corporation, corporate culture and ecosystem could value this uh, different culture and uh, different viewpoints, and uh, they would tend to then embrace uh, more diverse, more diversity and inclusion. My background as a Buddhist, uh, which we practice, uh, we believe in uh, reincarnation and karmic process. So I think that's a little bit easier for us to, uh, to, uh, to basically balance these different viewpoints and thinking longer term and easier to embrace diversity and inclusion. I think the corporate culture could adapt that as, uh, as well. Definitely. I absolutely agree. I think kind of going off of what you said regarding, you know, Buddhism, I think it's great to kind of embrace a lot of those values. Another reason why diversity is even more important, you know, in every aspect. And finally, Jalapa, what advices would you say that you have for young women who are interested in finance or technology? I would, I would advise that we all should think positively and uh, don't be afraid. Uh, don't be, uh, we have to uh, just truly believe that we are at least as good as <clears throat> or more capable than our um, the main counterparts and uh, will keep uh, doing better and the industry would adapt and believe in, uh, in us. So I also believe that uh, we all should choose to do what we enjoy doing, whether it's finance, fintech, law, journalism, or whatever. Uh, it's whatever we choose to do, we would be doing it for the rest of our life. It's gonna be a long time, all day, every day. And so uh, if, you, if we like finance and technology, you should, then go for it whatever we, we want, but don't go for it just because someone else said it's good uh, or because it looks like it would, uh, everyone wants it, so we want it as well. That's not the way to think. I, I would say uh, just listen to your heart and, and go for it. But also having said that, we also have to um, be aware that, uh, you know, whatever we decide to pursue, uh, we'll, we will, there'll be time that things will not work out so well. And so we just have to keep doing it, be persistent and believe in yourself. Um, but 
at the same time, we also have to be somewhat open mind and more flexible because life is never a straight line, right? So we should be flexible enough to make a slight turn when it looks like we are reaching a dead end. Because just and just make us make a turn as we need to and just keep going. I think that's the way to do it. Absolutely. I entirely agree. And I think that's really great advice and some things that I will be applying to my own life as well as I, you know, continue on. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Jalapa. 